Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. What's up? It's Kyla with That Christian Girl Podcast, and I am so excited for today's episode. I'll let you in on a little secret. So I might have gotten 10 minutes in, and then my contact was being really mean. If you don't know, I wear glasses. My my eyesight is so bad, but I wear contacts all the time, and oh my goodness, it still hurts a little bit. I took it out, I rinsed it, but it still feels a little bit weird, so I don't know what's going on there. But I was just like, oh, that whole part, I was just focused on how much my eye hurt. So I had to start it again, but we're here, we're sitting down, we're in our room, we're in, I'm in my room, I don't know where you're at, you may be in your car, you may be in your room, you may be at work, who knows? But thanks for joining me today, and I'm really excited for today's episode, but first, before we start that, I wanted to read two new reviews, you guys. It was crazy because I was like, okay, I should check this before I start a podcast episode just to see if there's anybody that I can shout out to. And I have two people this time and it is such an encouragement to read your guys' reviews. So the first one is from Jocelyn and she said, Kyla, your podcast is vulnerable and real. I'm 20 and I love the that girl trend, but make it biblical. I love to listen throughout the day and know that women are doing the same thing I am. It can be hard to find biblical women your age to rally with and you're that for me online. Thank you for pursuing your calling and trusting God. Keep going, love. So thank you so much for that review, Jocelyn. Like I read that and... I was literally, oh, you know, <laughs> I was literally in my room, like, so happy, big smile on my face when I read that. So thank you so much for that encouragement. And then I also have one from KN. Said, thanks, Kyla. I have only listened to one episode far, so far, but has been really helpful and good. I am a teenager, but I'm under 16, so I can't drive yet. But I feel like this has really encouraged me and even helped me with my anxiety a little bit. And then she went on and asked how I balance everything. So I even did a podcast episode, not on my podcast. I was a guest on my good friend Nia's podcast episode. Podcast, not podcast episode, but I was a friend on, a friend, (laughs) a feature on her podcast. And she actually has one on mine, like I featured her, but her podcast is called Keep It Clean and that one was all about balance, so you can probably look it up wherever you listen, but I will include the link in the description box so you guys can just follow that link and get it to wherever you guys want to go, like whatever you guys stream on. Um, I'll try and remember to do that because that was such a fun episode. I had a lot of fun with that, but we kind of talked about balancing everything, but I want to do another podcast episode, so I will definitely do one, hopefully in the coming few weeks, maybe even next week, about balancing everything out because that is something that I have been learning the past few weeks, like how do I balance everything because for me, it's senior year of high school, so that means I am balancing all of the college applications, which I'm not, <laughs> I need to get get better on, 
we're gonna be honest so I'm doing the college applications I'm doing a bunch of AP classes which is like college level classes where you take a big test in May to have there's my cat to get a college credit so you don't have to pay for that credit which is kind of the way to go not gonna lie so if you're young in high school maybe try and do that they're pretty good I'd recommend that but Maybe I'll do, like, a whole episode what I've learned in high school. At the end of high school. Not, not now. <laughs> this is all side tangents. Anyways, so yeah, I definitely have learned a lot of things because I have the podcast. I have col- college prep or whatever. I have schoolwork and work, working out. Working out is, like, the thing that I do for myself. So I try and make time for that because I have found how important it is for my body to get moving and for me to work out but yeah it's definitely a lot to balance so I will definitely try and do a whole podcast episode about that stay tuned for that one um it should be coming out hopefully in the next few weeks because I have like two planned but I don't think I have one planned for next week so we might be able to do it next week which will be super cool I think I'll talk about it later but I think I might not do one the day after Christmas but we'll see we'll see what happens I'll keep you all posted and we'll just see where where the Lord takes us what happens in my schedule and all that so thank you both of you Jocelyn and KN for your sweet reviews and just know that every time I read any of your guys's reviews it makes my day or whenever I read emails from you guys or even dms from you guys or even like sometimes when you guys comment on my posts like that is so wonderful and that brings me so much joy and i also want to shout out to all of my spotify listeners because i had this fun little thing um on spotify i didn't realize that spotify wrapped was for podcasters too which was just crazy i was i watched through it And it was so funny because I was in my favorite teacher's class. He's my photography teacher. And he did not know I had a podcast. So then we watched my podcast wrap together. And we were all just sitting there. And it was a fun time. But I wanted to shout out to the 770 people over on Spotify who have me in their top 10 for podcasts. That is crazy. And I just, I can't believe it, you guys. Like, to see the amount of growth that I've had in six months, like, I can say with absolute certainty that the Lord is working through this podcast. So, thank you guys so much for your support. I am so glad that it has reached every single one of your ears, and I'm glad that I can, you know, pour into you guys and be that light for you and, like, help encourage you. And... I'm just so thankful that the Lord put this on my heart and that he's just working through that. That's like crazy for me because I would have not even expected like a hundred fans for the top 10, but like 700 or whatever. That is crazy. So the Lord's so amazing. Thank you, Lord, for that. Shout out to God, you know, (laughs) but shout out to the Lord for working through this podcast and thank you guys so much for your support and your encouragement and your encouraging messages you never know how much your message can encourage me 
and usually it encourages me so much. So thank you for taking the short like two, three minutes out of your day to write a review or even click on a star rating because that also helps a lot too. Anyways, that was a long side tangent, but today we are going to be talking about getting the most out of winter and having a holy girl winter. So I'm keeping on the trend of doing seasonal episodes, and I even wrote a little ha-ha in my notes, because if you haven't checked it out already, definitely go listen to Holy Girl Summer, parts one, two, and three, and four. I had four parts to that one. Um, if you haven't already, go back and listen. Those are good. I want to go back and listen to, not baby me, but me during July doing a podcast for the first time versus me doing it now. I feel like there's so much has changed, which is crazy to see the amount of growth that I've been through. But I kind of want to re-listen. I was actually, uh, my top podcast on Spotify might have been this podcast, which was really, really funny to me. Um, but I had just had to laugh at myself, the fact that I listened to my own podcast. But don't worry, it's on two times speed. Gotta make sure that, you know, all that I was saying was okay, even though I can't really change it at that point. But anyways, what was I saying? So I did four Holy Girl Summer episodes, and then I did a Holy Girl Autumn, and now we're on Holy Girl Winter. We're probably gonna do a Holy Girl Spring one too. I don't know, stay tuned. <laughs> but I wanted to say that it has been a while since we talked about making goals, reframing our mindset for the coming winter or coming season, not even the coming winter. And I know in my Holy Girl Autumn, I think I said that there was like three months left of the year. That's a fourth of the year left. Like, this is grind time. Come on, guys, let's go. But now we're e- nearing the end of the year. We're coming so close to New Year's. It's less than a month away. Like, Christmas is in 21 days. Oh my goodness, you guys. That coming to that realization is kind of crazy, <laughs> not gonna lie. But, like, we're ending the end of the year fast. But winter doesn't end at the end of the year, especially for Montana. It goes on until, like, April, March or April. Like, there's still snow on the ground. So, I wanted to do this for an overarching of all of it. Because it's so easy for us to lose steam around the holidays, pick up steam at New Year's, be good for two weeks, and then fizzle out again. Or maybe we're just fizzling out again waiting for our Christmas break because I definitely feel that definitely getting the pre-break burnout that I talked about in last episode so I'm going to talk about how we can have a holy girl winter and the ways in which we can change our mindset do things put in the work to have a holy girl winter so first we're going to talk about goal setting so I have five things that we're going to talk about First is goal setting. Second is fighting seasonal depression. Third is academic grind time. Fourth is moving your body. And then the fifth thing is to make time for fun. But let's start out nice and simple with our first idea, which is goal setting. So I want each and every one of you to sit back and think for a second. What are the goals that you want to accomplish by the end of the semester? 
So the end of the semester for my school ends in January. It's not like college semesters that end here, like end right before Christmas break, which sometimes I wish they did because I'd rather not stress about school over Christmas break and just start fresh, but that's okay. We're going to get through it. So what are some goals that you want to accomplish by the end of the semester, even if that's a week away? Like, what do you want to accomplish? If it's a week away, maybe you're like, I want to get a, I don't know, I want to get a B on this final of this class that I've been working really hard in. Or I want to get, I want to get a 3.5 GPA by the end of the semester. Or I want to get at least Bs in all of my classes. Bs are higher. No Cs in my classes. Next, what do you want to accomplish by the end, by New Year's? So this doesn't even have to be school related. It could be like read through 1 Corinthians before the year ends or even 1st and 2nd Corinthians. You might have to read more than a chapter a day though. So you could pick a book that you want to read through before the end of the year and say, I want to finish this book of the Bible before the end of the year. Or you could even say, I want to read a book. This is for me. This is kind of one of my goals is I want to read a book about meal prepping before January 1st. That could be a goal that I could set for myself. And I think setting those short-term goals are going to be so good because you're going to be motivated to get it done. You're going to be like, okay, well, to get through 1 Corinthians, I don't know how many chapters it is, but I don't know. Maybe I should have picked a more meteor book. I know Luke has 24, I think. People are doing like a countdown to Christmas with Luke. So you could start even Luke right now and say that you want to end it by January 1st. And that means that you would have to read a chapter a day. If you miss like two days, you're fine. But that would challenge you to read a chapter a day. And I think that's so motivating when you're like, I want to finish this book of the Bible. For me, it's so motivating for me to be like, I want to finish this book of the Bible by the time the school year ends. Or not by the time the school year ends, by the time the month ends or by this date. And it motivates me even more to get up and read my Bible because I'm working towards that goal. And then also, what do you want to end by the end of the school year. So this could be something like you could say that you want to create a gym habit by the end of the school year. So you're going into summer super strong. And I'm going to talk about this in um, in the moving your body part. But like what, think about your short-term goals. So goals you want to accomplish by the end of the semester or year or in a set amount of time. And usually it's a shorter set amount of time. Maybe the short-term goals are not going to be like, by this date next year, I want to be able to squat to 25. No, that's not the kind of goals that I'm talking about. It's the short-term goals that you still have to work for, but maybe might be one, two, at most, maybe three months long. But you can see the end, like the end is near it doesn't seem like it's so far off because I feel like a year from now seems like an eternity later. But if you're like a month from now, that seems a lot less time, you know, and it will motivate you to work even harder for that goal. 
But we're going to go into the second type of goals, which is long-term goals. So these are goals that work towards a habit or don't have a set deadline. So here's some examples. So go to the gym three to four times a week or even read the Bible every day each week. So those are two really good ones that could be habit setting. So the long-term goals, I want you to think of more, what are the goals for habit setting? What do I need to do to set, to accomplish setting these habits? So what are habits that I want to have from a year from now? So one of mine is going to the gym, which I feel like has been becoming a more, like a stronger and stronger habit because I've been doing it for so long. But it takes time. It It's a long-term thing to accomplish long-term goals. Another one of your goals could be even washing your face at night. This is something that I implemented not last summer, but the summer before, and I have not turned back. And even if I miss maybe one night, I know that the next night I will do it because it's become second nature. And it takes it, it takes you a long time to get it to the second nature point. I think like three to four months or maybe even more. I didn't look it up, but there's whole studies about how long it takes to build like a second nature habit, like washing your face where one night, if you miss one night, you won't stop it for all eternity. I keep on saying that for the rest of your life. It's not like you stop, you miss it one night and then you never do it again. So I think we should be all working for those habits based on what kind of lifestyle you want to live. But what are the important habits to have? And I would say reading the Bible every day is the most important habit that we can have, period. So that's something that I'm still working on. I am still working on reading my Bible every day. If we're going to be completely honest, that is something that I'm still working on. And yeah, it's it's sometimes hard. So definitely working on that for the coming year too is just reading my Bible every day. And that's something that I want to work on for this next year. So that'll be one of my long-term goals that I want to focus on this winter is to read my Bible every single day. Not but. (laughs) So pick at least one short-term and one long-term goal, but you can do more too. So my short-term goal would to be get would to be to get at least B's in all my classes. And then my long-term goal would be to read the Bible every day, each week. Next, you want to visualize your goals. So make a vision board, and this can be digital or printed out. So I revamped my vision board. Finally, I wanted to do one for autumn, and I never got it done. If we're going to be honest, it has been summer until yesterday. So, yesterday I went through Pinterest and I made a Pinterest board titled Winter. And it just has a little snowflake. That's the word. It has a little snowflake on it. Super cute. And I thought of my goals. So, I had like a few different goals. I had a few different keywords that I looked up. I looked up just like general winter aesthetic so I found some of girls outside in the winter or like just cute little snowy scenes or even I found a few of people 
ice skating or just cute little winter aesthetic. Some of them, I'm just looking at my vision board right now because it's right by my bed. Some of them are just like cozy little pictures, which I thought were cute and to bring on the cozy vibes for winter. But then I looked at school. So I looked up homework or school aesthetic or something and I found some of coffee shops that seemed really cute and warm and vibey. I found a lot of just homework pictures where people are doing their work and when I look at those I'm like okay that shows me the goal of working towards uh, all B's in my classes and that shows me the goal of staying on top of my schoolwork. The next thing is Bible reading, which I looked up. So, I have a few different Bible reading ones. They're all so cozy with, you know, the coffee and the blankets, and that just, every time I look at those, that reminds me, hey, that's another one of my goals, is to read my Bible every single day in the morning, and to be in the Word, and have the Word nourish my life. And then, the final thing that I looked up was just gym pictures. So, I took some. There was one... I'm looking at it right now. There's one of like girl squatting and one just general gym aesthetic. And yeah, so there's a lot of pictures up there. <laughs> there's cute ones. I think they're all cute, but my printer kind of broke. So half of them are black and white, which is fine. And then the other half are kind of discolored, but it has its own special it has its own special touch. So I just love having a physical vision board that I can look at and I can be like, yep, those are my goals. That's what I want to do. I want to have a cute little winter where I go outside and I spend time in the snow and then also I'm studying hard and also I'm reading my Bible every single day and I'm going to the gym and being strong and healthy. And I use just a cork board. I think the one that I use for my vision board is from Target, but then the one that has my prayer board is from, where is it from? Oh, it's from Hobby Lobby. So you can pick either. So I like, either of them are fine. The Target one's a little bit better quality than the Hobby Lobby one, but I also kind of got a cheaper Hobby Lobby one. So maybe that was my own fault. So just pick and choose. It doesn't really matter. I like cork boards just because you can pin the little pins in it and then it's super easy to remake it. You can even reuse some of the photos. Like I reused two of the photos of the gym from my summer vision board because I was like, this is still a goal that I have. So I want to reuse that. And this is just a really fun and easy way to visualize your goals. And you don't even have to do it on paper. I just like having stuff on paper. I'm a paper girly 100%, but you can also just do it as your phone, like your laptop background. I want to do that. I made one for 2023 and that's the one I think that's on my background right now of my laptop, but I want to make one for maybe winter or maybe even for 2024. So we'll see if I ever revamp my computer background, but that's something that I really love. And what you can look up is you can just look up laptop background on Canva. It's a free website where you can get free templates for different things. So you can just make a free account and you're like collage laptop background. 
and then it will come up with some free templates. You can click on the one that you like and then copy and paste your Pinterest photos into each of the places. And it's just super simple and super easy. I'm not sure if you have to take screenshots of all the Pinterest photos or not. You might have to, or you might just be able to copy and paste. Oh, also, I didn't explain how I got the photos onto the wall. So I went through Pinterest, right? I made my winter vision board, and then I just copied the images and then pasted them into a Google Doc and brought them down to size and printed it out and cut them out. And it was that simple and that easy. It was, it took a little bit longer, but it was a little bit longer than just, oh, five minutes and it's done. You know, I had to cut them all out, but it's just a fun little craft, fun little creative thing that you can do with your hands. Anyways, back to the digital one. You can look up either phone background or laptop background, and you might, like I said, you might have to take screenshots, or you may just be able to copy and paste them right into the template, and that is a really easy way to get a cute little laptop background. And Canva probably shouldn't be blocked by any school. Like, if you have a school computer, you can still do it on your school computer, you just might not be able to use Pinterest. I don't know. I use my own home computer, but I know a lot of people might have school computers that their school like checks out to them, but I'm pretty sure that Canva is not blocked by the administration because a lot of people use that for schoolwork as well. So I would say I would 100% recommend Canva if you want to make a digital, cute little digital um, vision board. Okay, my second thing, this is, that was a long talk, but my second thing is to fight seasonal sadness or seasonal depression, and this is something that I personally struggle with. Like, it's really easy to get sad in winter because winter is hard. The sun sets so early and it's cold and everything else. And I think it's so easy for us to feel sad and feel tired because, you know, it's just one day after another. It's not summer where, you know, you get to go outside on hikes or even go to the beach. It's not like that. You're kind of just stuck in school and it's cold. And depending on where you live, it's snowy. And don't even get me started on how early the sun sets now. 4.30 is not okay. It's not okay. It needs to set. <laughs> it needs to set later. <laughs> I'm not enjoying the dark, dark, dark at 4.30 at night, which is like crazy. It's crazy how early it sets. So, oh my goodness, there comes my cat. Anyways, so it's really easy to get into a little slump during the winter, but how can we fight this? You may be asking and you're going to be like, Kylie, you're a Captain Obvious, but I'm going to say Jesus. It is the stereotypical answer. It's like the, oh, how do you get over being sad? Jesus, woo. But I feel like a lot of people don't let that sink in because this is what help happens when we try and fight our seasonal sadness with Jesus. We have the joy of the Lord and it really should change our mindset. So because we have the joy of the Lord, because the Lord gives us joy, which doesn't mean we're happy all the time, it means that we are filled and content in our lives. That contentment will lead to greater joy, greater satisfaction, greater quote-unquote happiness, but a greater like 
mindset, better mindset on our lives. So make sure that you are spending time with Jesus this winter season to get over that seasonal sadness slump, the SSS, seasonal sadness slump. You like what I did there? Wow, I just made that up in my head. (laughs) I'm just really having fun with myself tonight, I think. I'm kind of tired today, so I'm just going off (laughs) with my words. Anyways, I was saying contentment leads to greater joy in our lives, but how do we get this contentment? You know, it's really easy for us to be like, yeah, I'm living in the Lord, but also I'm kind of just sad in the slump. Well, look at your three basics, and these are the three basics that I always go back to when I'm seeing, I'm feeling sad, and then I keep on talking about so it may get redundant but this is so important to nail this into your head like make yourself remember because there are like three basics on how to fight our sadness how to fight our slump and the first one is individual time with Jesus so this is reading our bible and prayer so first reading our bible is a great way to get out of the sadness slump because we are spending time with our Father and our Savior when we're reading the Bible and we're reading about Him. And there is so much in the Bible. Like, I will get on random kicks where I'm like, ooh, yes, I just want to read the Bible. Like, this is so cool. And sometimes it's a lot harder to read the Bible when I'm like, ugh, I don't really feel like reading my Bible today. It's sitting on my side table, but I don't really feel like reading it. So one thing that you can really do is pray. Pray when you're in those slumps about reading your Bible. Pray about like, dear Lord, please give me motivation to read my Bible today and to spend time learning about you. Because that's the reason why we have the Bible. We have it to learn more about our Father and our Savior. And we should be wanting to do that. So we should pray if we are struggling with finding motivation to read our Bible, we should pray about getting motivation to read our Bible because it's fully going to fill us with joy and contentment. And I feel like I'm so much happier when I read my Bible in the morning. I just feel much more rejuvenated and filled, especially when I have a good morning routine, but also just when I read the Bible and I spend time with Jesus. And I wanted to tell you guys, it doesn't have to be some cookie cutter thing. I was actually going to record a little car chat with Kyla. If you're one of my Instagram followers, you know that I do these cute little two to five minute devotionals where I just sit in my car and I talk to myself. (laughs) Um, It's really funny if people like pull up, I'll see them in their car like looking at me like, what is she talking? She's just sitting in there talking to herself. It's really funny, but I actually didn't get around to it. But I wanted to talk about how it doesn't have to be some conventional cookie cutter thing. So reading our Bible doesn't have to be you sitting down in a special chair in the corner of your room with all your highlighters at X time in the morning with your coffee in hand, spending 30 minutes with Jesus. It does not have to be some cookie cutter thing. And that practically doesn't happen on all of our lives. So, as I've said before, we can get our Bible time in so many ways. And something that I really loved about summer camp this year was hearing my big, at my church, 
we have like the main pastor. So hearing my main pastor speak about what he did when he was a teenager. So he talked about when he was first saved and he had said that he didn't really have much time in his day because, you know, he's a high schooler. He, I think, played football. So football took up a lot of his time, but he did have a cassette tape with the Bible and he would listen to that cassette tape or that set of cassette tapes in his car when on his Walkman when he was working out. Like, he would just listen to that so much, and that's how he got his Bible in. So you can listen to the Bible. Like, we have our phones. We are so lucky to have phones where we can tap into a podcast. We can tap into whatever it may be and listen to the Bible on our phones, and it's so accessible. Listen to it on the way to school or work. Listen to it on the way home from school to work. Or even listen to it when you're on a walk or on your lunch break. Like, you can listen to the Bible when you're doing other things. Or you could be like me this morning, and I was like, uh, I probably don't have enough time to sit down in my bed and read my Bible. But because I have a fear of being late to literally anything, so I'm also late to a lot of things at the same time, so I don't know how that works, how it works for me to hate being late to everything but then also somehow be late to everything and always rushing out the door. (laughs) But school is something that I have gotten so in check where I'm like, I have to leave at this time. And I'm usually like 15 to 20 minutes early. Well, maybe not 15, but like 10 10 to 20 minutes early to school. And I will sit in my bed and I will read my Bible. Not sit in my bed. I will sit in my car. And that's what I did this morning. I sat in my car, had my Bible on my lap, and I just read it. And it was great because it wasn't conventional. It wasn't something that you'd be like, oh, wow, that's a perfect Bible routine. She's sitting in her special chair with her coffee with all of her highlighters and reading the Bible for 30 minutes and really digging deep. It doesn't have to look like some perfect thing. You can be sitting in your car before work and take five to ten minutes just to read your Bible and to get God's word in. And it's so much better if you get God's word in. Like, I feel like that just makes me so much more joyful. So that's why it's one of my big goals for this year, for this winter. But the second thing is to pray. So we should be praying constantly. So something that like really reminded me of this was just how little I feel like I've been in prayer recently. Like, I have not been praying a lot, and I, that challenges me to pray more. I need to get back into my prayer journal habit right before bed, so I'm going to try and get back into that habit, because it definitely was a habit at one time, and now it's kind of fallen by the wayside, but I want to get back into that prayer journal habit, because prayer is the number one way that we can spend time with our Father. The next basic that we have to reframing our mindset and finding greater joy and greater content in our lives is communal time with Jesus. So this is friends, sorry, this is time in community. So time with your Christian friends, time at your church, even time with older Christian ladies, or if you're a guy, like older Christian guys, um, that either disciple or just you have a fun time with. 
So these could look like a friend's Bible study. You could be like, hey, girls, do you want to go to a coffee shop and read our Bibles together this one morning? Or it could even be a weekly thing where you're like, hey, do you want to come over and read our Bibles? Or do you want to go meet me at this coffee shop before school every single every single Wednesday each week for the school year and read our Bibles together? Like these are great ways that you can get a little bit of communal time in Jesus. The next thing is youth group and church. Church is so important for your spiritual health. I cannot stress this enough. I feel so much better when I've gone to church and when I've spent time in that Christian community. And it was crazy because the high school group joined the college group. My mind blanked for a second. The high school group this Sunday joined the college ministry cross life or even e412 um and it was amazing because i we were actually singing worship um and it was so amazing to hear all of the voices and i was just like in awe of just how amazing it was i was like wow this is crazy and it just filled me up with so much joy and just so much happiness just to be there and be in that community so Make sure that you go to youth group, you go to church, you go spend time with that Christian community, seek out those chances to go get together with people your age at a youth group, and make sure you're going to church Sundays if you can. Like, that will help your spiritual health so much and help fight that seasonal depression. Then, final thing that you can do for communal time with Jesus is to seek advice or discipleship from elders. One of my favorite things about youth group is getting to talk with some of the leaders in my youth group. So, my pastor's wife, she is amazing. I love her so much, and I just love catching up with her each week. And then there's this other, um, not older woman, (laughs) this other lady that I have become like pretty, have had a strong relationship. My goodness, I have to talk. I'm getting like a stronger relationship with, and I'm so thankful for that because she gives such great advice and she's like, and she brings up questions that maybe I didn't even think of myself. And I need to seek out like an actual like disciple, discipler. And I would ask one of those two to do it. And just to try and get like a weekly discipleship or a bi-weekly discipleship. But I think that's a great way to fight that seasonal depression if you talk to an elder in, not even an elder, but like a leader in your youth group or find a disciple because they will help bring you closer to Jesus. And the final thing for our three basics is worship. So I know I talked about this in church, but We should have a heart of praise towards the Lord because he has done so many amazing things for us. Like we don't deserve a single thing, but he has given us so much. So we should have a heart of praise for him and we should sing songs to Jesus. And this doesn't even have to be just at church. We could do it in our car, at the gym, or even on Holy Girl walks, you know? So... I need to get better at listening to worship music in my car and praising the Lord in my car. I had gotten into a good car worship habit and then 
like recently I feel like I've fallen out of that habit a little bit more. So like trying to sing songs to Jesus in the car because that's like such an easy way to get some worship in. You could also go to the gym and listen to worship music while you work out. And even sometimes the Christian hip hop or whatever, Christian rap is good worship music too. Like there's one that's called King Jesus and it's like, long as I got King Jesus. Um, I don't really know how much, how, <laughs> how it goes because I can't think right now, but there's so many good, like just songs that you can listen to that aren't even stereotypical hymns or worship songs that you can listen to that, you know, you can sing along with and you're wish- worshiping God along with it. Okay, so the third thing that comes with a holy girl winter or just to make the best out of your winter is it's academic grind time. I literally have written under this at school because if you are high schooler, middle schooler, college, or even if you're older and you're just going through work, it's so easy to get behind. Like, it's so easy for me to get behind in my schoolwork. So, I have thought of four tips to become an academic weapon or just to get your homework done. So, my first tip is to have a planner or a to-do list with everything you need to do. So, I like to write down my to-dos in my little planner, but then also when I go and I go and do a little study sesh I will write down a to-do list, name it to-do, and then write down all of the things that I have to do, and then usually I'll do a star ranking system, where two stars means most important, one star is kind of important, and then no stars means that it can wait for later. But I do really love making a to-do list and having a planner with everything planned out and, you know, just... I don't even know what I'm saying, but like planned out and blocked out because it's so much easier to get your thoughts in line if you have that. My number two tip is to build time into your schedule to study. So plan to go to a library or a coffee shop. Like on Wednesday during my break, I know for sure I will be planning to go to a coffee shop and just plop down there for two and a half hours and try and get some work done. And I've been doing that recently and it's been such a blessing to just, you know, sit down, be on my academic grind and try and actually get some work done. And this goes into my third tip, which is to use a Pomodoro app and some make it into a game. So what I really like is setting a timer because my whole thing is if I have a timer, then I will get my work done. So there's this website called Study Bunny, and I think they might have an app. And it's a little bunny that you <laughs> that you add. You like go in and you're like, oh, a cute little bunny. And he gets sad if you haven't studied in a while. But you, what do you do? You start the little timer and then you get happiness points, and coins for every 10 minutes or whatever that you study. And then with your coins, you can buy him little shirts and little outfits. And it's great. So it's kind of making your study into a game, which 
is pretty fun in my opinion because if I can make it into a game then I'll be more be more motivated to do it does that make sense so make sure to try a Pomodoro app or a website or even just a normal timer on your phone and challenge yourself not to go on any other apps while you're using that timer challenge yourself to solely focus on the assignment ahead of in front of you not focusing on other things and then my fourth tip to become an academic weapon is to write cute notes because this makes you want to look back at them so i write okay notes they're better than you know the average note taker but they're not like super fancy crazy notes so what i do is I just pick a highlighter color. Like for my math, I have a highlighter color that just is the same highlighter color throughout the whole unit. I write down like, because we have chapters and like sections. So let's say chapter six, section two. So it'd be 6.2 at the top of the page. And then I would just highlight all of, my math teacher's pretty good at like breaking up what he's talking about. So it'll be like, here's one concept, and then he'll be like, number two concept. So usually I just highlight the concept name, and it adds a little bit of color, but also just trying to challenge yourself to take organized notes is going to help you so much. So I really like slideshows for this. Usually what I do is I'll write like a title, and then I'll use a color for my AP micro notes, I don't have like different colors for each unit. I just use whatever color I'm feeling that day. But I use a highlighter and I usually just highlight and then write the title of the section or whatever and then write my notes underneath it. It's not like crazy fancy perfect notes because I'm definitely rushing down taking my notes a lot. But Having that, you know, nice organized notes where I try and section it out by section and make sure that I'm not going all over the place and just having some method to the madness of taking notes helps me so much when I try and look back onto things. So being able to just pick out the big sections and then go underneath and read it is so helpful and just like the very uniform way of writing notes and like I'll do the big topic and then like a main idea and then if it has like something underneath it so I even do this for my podcast where I'll be like let's see I have the four tips to become an academic weapon and then they're indented slightly with like the little numbers but sometimes I'll indent stuff slightly with little periods so like the what I was talking about, like, the three basics to um, find, like, joy in the Lord and become more like Jesus and how to fight seasonal oppression. I said individual time with Jesus. That was the main thing. And then I had, like, the two little indented bullet points, which said read your Bible in prayer. So that's just how I take notes. That's how I take notes for everything. And I've just found my own system. I feel like you have to experiment and find your own personal system that works best with you, but that's just what works best with me, and having pretty and organized notes helps me want to, like, get back in them 
and read them over and study because there's it takes out so much more stress if you can just sit there and go through and pick out the big stuff and be like, oh, I need to review this one concept. Oh, look, there's the concept right there. I didn't have to go searching through hundreds of pages of unorganized notes. Okay, my fourth thing is to move your body. So this is one of the best ways to get dopamine. This also goes into fighting the seasonal sadness. Move your body. And I wrote, strong strong summer bodies are built in winter. So you always see the videos that are like, reminder, summer bodies are built in winter. But I want us to flip that on our head to be holy girls and say that strong summer bodies. So this isn't just looks. This isn't just how you look in a bathing suit or how you look in those shorts or that crop top or whatever you wear. It's how you feel and how strong you can be. So think of it as all the things that you can do when you're strong and fit. How much more you can do. You can hike bigger hikes. You can bike longer bike rides. You can go canoeing if that's something. There are so many ways, things in summer that need more strength. And if you aren't building up the strength, if you aren't staying active, those things aren't going to be as fun. You know, the summers that, the winters that I would just be a lazy bum and not doing any, do anything. And like last winter, I think I started by going to the gym and then I stopped for a very, very long time. And I was like, oh, I want to go on a hike. The hike was not as wonderful. And then I went on that same hike at the end of the summer after I was working out, doing all of that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is so much easier and more enjoyable. And I don't have to stop as much to catch my breath. And like, imagine how much more endurance, how much more strength I'm going to have by next summer. You know, so I'm thinking of it as strong bodies. Summer bodies are built in winter. So it doesn't matter how I look. It matters how I feel, how I feel doing fun activities outside because those fun activities are going to be so much more fun if you have a strong and healthy body. So I have three tips, I think, how to get into this habit. So how do we get in this habit? Because it is hard to get into a gym habit. So my number one tip is cute gym bits. And I don't mean that you have to spend a bunch of money going to Lululemon or Athleta or Gymshark or whatever luxury gym brands there are. Go thrifting. You know, if that disgusts you, if you're kind of a person who's like, ew, thrifting. I love thrifting. A lot of my clothes are thrifted. But if you're a little disgusted by thrifting, you can always go to Target. I have my favorite gym fit and all of it is from Target. Like I found this zip up little, not hoodie, I don't know what it's called, zip up like athletic jacket that fits super well. I've gotten so many compliments because I've worn it just as like a normal top. People are like, Kyla, I love your top. And I'm just like, oh, thank you. So you can wear it wherever you want. I love that thing, but that's another side tangent. Anyways, um, like that was from Target and I think it was like 30 bucks, which is not bad for athletic wear. And then I got some leggings for 20 or $25 too. And they're flare leggings. 
Well, they're not quite flares. They're just like straight leg. And they're some of my favorite leggings for the gym because I need more leggings still. Because especially in gym, in gym, in winter time, I am not really wanting to wear shorts to the gym just because I am super duper cold and I don't keep up a tan very well. I like don't tan very well, but at least in summer I'm a little bit tanner. If you were to see my legs right now, you'd be like, and compare them to a piece of paper, they'd be the same shade. I wore shorts to the gym once um, last week and my legs were just like purple because they were kind of cold. I don't know. They were just, they weren't purple because they were like numb and losing feeling. They were like purplish because they were kind of cold. <laughs> But not, like, in a bad way. I don't know how to explain it. They were just discolored, and they were colored really weird. And it was like, okay, we're wearing long long pants from now on. But, like I said, my favorite gym fit is from Target. And, yeah, I have, like, one Lululemon line top. But I don't have, like, a fancy gym, like, closet. I go to TJ Maxx. I go to Target. I even went to Old Navy when we went to a town that has it in Montana, and I got a few things, I think, from the athletic section, but so much of my athletic wear is, shift, is shifted, is thrifted, and I think thrifting is a great way to get clothes because you're also, like, being better for the environment because you're reusing something, you know? Reduce, reuse, reuse, reduce, recycle. Those are the three. I'm not like a big environmentalist or anything, but I think thrifting is such a great way to go do things because I found like a Lululemon sports bra at a thrift store and I think it was like $2.50. I was like, what? And it fits? Best, best thrifting of my life that day. And I found some like really cute shorts at the same time. So I was, I was winning the thrifting lottery that day, but I think it's always good to go look at your thrift stores. Like, I found that a Goodwill. But I found so many other things, too. Like, you can find leggings. You can find sweatshirts. You can find literally anything that you're looking for. Sometimes you're going to have to look a little bit harder. But I feel like if you really try, you go with your friends, you can find some super cute gym fits. Next, go start small. So, go three times a week. Don't try and do, like, the Marie Kondo, I think that's how you say her name, um, get abs in three weeks workout, or summer shred workouts, like the two-week summer shed, shred, uh, because did I try that once? Yes. Did it fail horribly? Also yes, because I was not, first of all, I was in my room, I didn't have great self-discipline. Second of all, it was every single day of the week, and it just got to so much. So when you try and start working out, try to challenge yourself to go three times a week, at least three times a week. You can go more. Remember that rest days are important, so take at least one rest day, probably two, at least two per week. I don't know. I'm not a health expert, but try and take your rest days. But when the gym seems scary, challenge yourself to go three times a week. Say, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And those will be your three days, and you'll go, and then you can build on to that. You're like, okay, great. Now let's add 
Sunday into that mix. So we go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, you want to add one more? Let's go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Tuesday and Saturday will be my rest days. And you just start small with that habit. The third thing is to find your favorite thing to do in the gym. Whether that's cardio or Pilates or taking fitness classes or lifting weights like me. Try and find something that you truly enjoy doing. Because you know what? I didn't... I don't enjoy HIIT workouts, like high-intensity interval training. I think that's what it stands for. I don't enjoy those. And cardio is fine, but it's kind of boring at times, you know? So try and find some, for me, like for other people, they love cardio, and that's good, like great for them, and I need to do more cardio. But, like, my favorite thing is to lift, and I like just with bar barbells <laughs> dumbbells um I like to do it with the machines at my gym I even sometimes use like the squat rack and do like the do squats with it it kind of depends on what um your at home or your gym looks like but try and find something that you enjoy maybe you really enjoy Pilates maybe you enjoy yoga maybe you enjoy cardio maybe you enjoy being a lifting weights like me and being a muscle mommy although we're not quite that point um but just find what you enjoy and going to the gym will be so much easier and it is scary it's really really scary to start and I might have to make a whole podcast episode all about how to get through that gym scaredness because I was definitely there and I've definitely been through it And I cannot stress enough that I have been scared. So stay tuned for that episode. I know I keep on saying that. But stay tuned for that episode. And as we're running out of time, I'm going to quickly fly through my fifth point, which is making time for fun. So you can even make a bucket list of fun things to do. Or just add these things to your Pinterest board. And try and do as many of them as you can. So... Movie night with your besties in matching pajamas. I did this this past weekend with my best friend, and it was so fun because we went to Target and got, like, I think they were $10 pajama pants. I'm wearing them right now. They were Christmas PJs, just plaid um, black and red ones. And we sat and we watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days together. And it was so fun just to sit with her. We had, we shared a pint of ice cream we had chips it was great (laughs) we got I got a little bloated I was like oh I'm I'm feeling that in my stomach now but have a movie night with your friends or just your one friend in matching PJs adventure in snowy mountains if you have mountains around you like I kind of want to go up in the mountains and just walk around have fun go on a little snowy hike or you can just go around, you know, make snow angels, be kids, like literally just embrace your inner kid. Next is see a play or the nutcracker. As Christmas is approaching, I know that my nutcracker in my town is already over with, but I don't know. Maybe others aren't. I don't quite know. (laughs) Um, I've never seen the nutcracker, but there's so many plays that you can go watch. Um, 
just look at your local theaters like seeing live theater is one of my favorite things ever and I have there's this theater in my town that switches off every other year doing white christmas or a christmas carol and this year they're doing a christmas carol but I thought of going to that but like that's a super fun idea um next is to do a study date you know going with the academic weapon idea go on a study date with your friend be like hey want to feed off of each other's great energy that we definitely have because we study and we study hard <laughs> um but go on study dates and be like we're studying together and let's not talk for 30 minutes but sometimes it motivates you so much if you see a person across from you working just as hard if not harder the next thing is skiing or snowboarding this is like really popular where i'm from and i don't really do either of those but i know those are super fun so go do that if that's something that you really like next go to hockey games like i have discovered a love that i didn't know that i had for hockey and it's actually so fun to watch it's kind of nerve-wracking because they are really aggressive but it's fun to watch hockey or you could even go ice skating like go ice skating with your friends i would fall all over the place but maybe it would be fun to go with one of my friends and then finally read oh i actually have two more read a book for fun this is so simple, but be like, during Christmas break, I want to read a book. I want to read this book. Get this fiction book that I like out of the way. Not out of the way, but like, read this fiction book that's really interesting and that I love. And reconnect with an old book that maybe you haven't read or read a new one. And then finally, take yourself on a solo date. So go to a coffee shop with yourself. Go get dinner for yourself. Be open to taking care of yourself by going on a solo date with yourself and reminding yourself that your own company is great. You know, you have Jesus right by you all the time, but like just spend time, maybe don't even go on a solo date. Go on a date with you and Jesus and just go to a coffee shop and have a Bible study or go to a restaurant by yourself and indulge in your favorite food Watch your favorite movie and eat a pint of ice cream all by yourself. Do whatever you want to do, but make sure that, you know, you take some time to breathe and make sure you prioritize taking care of yourself, whether that's a small spa night at home, going to get your nails done, what else did I say? Going to get food, going to a coffee shop and reading your Bible, whatever it may be, like take time for yourself. And make sure that you're taking care of yourself because winter is hard. It's hard because it's long, but I believe in every single one of you. And if you implement these five tips, well, I have a stinking little feeling that your winter is going to end up so much better. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope you enjoyed. I think I said that already, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening and supporting and being part of the That Christian Girl family because we're all family here. Don't, oh, make sure to join my email list if you haven't already. The link is in the description for the podcast. Um, so make sure that you join the email list and I'm trying to get better at sending out emails. I had one in a draft and then I got really busy and I didn't end up finishing it. 
but go check out the email list, join that, send me an email, send me a DM, write a review, leave a rating, do whatever you want, but just I love having you here and thank you for listening to the over one hour of me talking. I know it's a lot, so I hope you enjoyed. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.